grab a cocktail with us and welcome to the hot mess that is my life as a single makeup artist living in a college town in Florida. This is Kara's Lipstick Diary. All right, you guys, we're back for the second half of this conversation. Did you hit the subscribe button the first time? If you didn't, you need to hit it like right now. Hit the subscribe button, leave us some love, let us know what you think. This is a heavy topic, you guys, talking about domestic abuse, whether it's emotional, physical, financial, sexual, and how women get stuck in these situations and don't always have the option to leave. So when you say, why didn't she leave? That's putting all that responsibility on her and not the perpetrator. So let's continue this conversation about what happens with the women in these situations. And it's interesting because it happens to men too. It does. Oh, 100%. And um, I think we have three men right in the shelter right now. But it's interesting because I had a very good friend who was a good friend of my husband's, a man. Yeah who dated this woman for five years. All of a sudden they broke up and he, I had lunch with him about six months ago and it was the same thing. He said, I never really believed it. You know, he thought she was a great girl and so, but she finally broke. Yeah. It was at a 4th of July party last year and she totally tore into him and he said, my friends finally saw it and I realized I have to get away from this well, relationship. Well, I think that that's one of the things with the sociopath, with the narcissist, who are the ones who are the abusers in these situations, they're so good at keeping it behind closed doors most of the time. But once it goes Once out, it goes out in public, it suddenly... Clicks. Clicks. And it's like, oh my God. Like I, there was a, a male in my life on and off for 15 years um, and he had gaslit the living daylights out of me. Um, and one day he did it with witnesses. And like, I was able to contact with those people and be like, okay, I'm going to need you to tell me what happened and not tell them what he had said to me privately. Right. And they both backed what I said. And I said, it was not this other way. And they were like, no, not at all. And I was like, finally, finally, I have some proof. Finally, I have some validation that I'm not going batshit crazy. Right. Um, and I was able to like literally at that moment, I was like, I'm done with this person You're in my done. life. Like done with this person. It's like a light bulb, a light bulb went on. off. Um, and you, and it, it's sad because it sort of takes that moment. Because you really, with gaslighting, you really think it's you. Absolutely. But that's their whole. That's their whole That's thing. their whole game. You know. Um, that's their whole manipulation. So um, it's again, it's just keeping, trying to keep in touch. Yeah. Keeping in touch with them. And then once they get into is all the pro encouraging them to, to do all these programs. Yeah. And it's that, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy. You just need to validate them yes. constantly. Yes. That you are this person, that you can, can be, that. you know. Well, um, and that's what's, when you, when you know the person is amazing, talented, driven, smart, right. uh, beautiful, all beautiful. these different things. And they think they're the opposite because that's what their significant other is telling them. It's so hard because you're like, what? Huh? This? Huh? You're like literally telling me you're the opposite of who you are. And right. it's so sad. You know? And it's depriving them of all those. Like yeah. food. Yes. I mean, food is a big thing. They deprive them of food. And I mean, I can tell you a million stories about women that have spoken at different things and that we've known. And they said food, they would be so hungry. They would be like out in the yard scrounging for something because oh he would come home and have a wonderful dinner or have her make him a wonderful dinner and would let her eat. I mean, come on. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because the guy, my first boyfriend... I was, by the way, a size zero at this time. I was 115 pounds 
we're talking, I was little naturally at that oh point. And he would constantly tell me how fat I was and that I needed to stop eating. That's, and I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly. And I didn't even like realize it until you just said that. Right. That's exactly what he used to say to me all the time. Like I was so fat. I was such a heifer. I needed to stop eating. Right. And I was literally 115 pounds and 5'7". And don't wear makeup because oh. you look like a whore. Yes. Literally, I you was... Don't dress like that. Correct. And I, I mean, I've been this way my entire life. I've loved makeup. I always wear makeup. I was not allowed to wear makeup. He literally got rid of some of my clothing because it drew too much attention. Um, and then I was a fat heifer and ugly and lazy and all of... So, I mean, I was lucky. I was only in that relationship for 11 months, but that was still 11 months. 11 months. Um, but when it ended, he actually ended it with me. Didn't think I was going to actually leave. He insisted I live in his apartment and I was paying his bills, but would not give me a key to the apartment. But all my stuff was there. Luckily, I knew his roommate. I, he would not let me back in the house to get my stuff. So I texted his roommate who gave me permission to enter the home. I took all my stuff out, left. I ended up graduating from college, came back home. This guy started calling me and it would be those phone calls where one minute he's like, oh my God, I love you. I miss you. Next he's crying. Next he's screaming at me. Like, and it was like nonstop. And he even drove two hours to my parents' house and showed up at their door trying to find me. That's, I was fortunate. I managed to cut ties and get out after 11 months but when you're in this for years, for years, it's really hard to and do I'll that. And I tell you, COVID didn't do us any oh, favors. That brought I mean, it out even worse. That brought it out even worse again because of the isolationism. Yes. Yeah. And nobody could go out or go do things. And the other thing is, like in all of my time at Peaceful Paths, I think maybe through those years we saw maybe two children being killed by the abusive partner. In 18 mm. months of COVID, three children were killed. In Holy 18 months. shit. That's how bad it was. It was Oh, horrible. my God. Horrible. And the other thing is, even the women that were in the shelter with their kids, I mean, at 3 in the morning, our executive director would get a call from the shelter saying, the police are here with the father, and they want the kids. She would drive oh down there God. and say... Over my dead body, you're getting these children. Oh, you my cannot, God. It's like, again, it's that good old boy network. Yes. And it is. it has gotten horrifically terrible since COVID. Well, and that's, you know, we're watching crime in general going up since COVID. Yes. Um, But the domestic abuse, because you're locked in the same house. That's you horrible. can't leave. There's no... Uh, there, there's no vent to let any of that no. out. And now they have no boundaries, so... They can because there's nobody to see anything. Nobody's doing anything. So it's Holy been a challenge. Shit. Yeah. And our shelter right now is the fullest it's ever been. So I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But I'm still I mean, that's devastating. And the cottages are filled and then we have transitional housing. So really a woman is very safe when she comes because our security is yeah. incredible. But they can go from a room with the kids or they have we have bigger rooms for the kids. We have transitional cottages that they can stay in for like a minimum of six to two months until they get yeah. a job. And then once they feel safe, we can find them apartments at a discounted rate. Oh, that's we help them amazing. Buy a car. Again, I'll tell yeah. you, you that before. Get yeah. a job. You know, um, 
it's amazing that those resources are out there. But the sad thing is, is so many people don't know those resources they know. or they don't they have don't. a way to even get to them. No, they don't. That's, you know, when I think about the fact that oftentimes the abuser is controlling the phone, controlling the transportation. Yeah, they don't have control. Any they have to. no way. Or if they do, it's being monitored. Right. Their activities are being monitored on right. the cell phone. They don't have a reliable car or any car at any all. Any car. Um, you know, and that's when I oftentimes hear of women who are in situations where there's a, it's a one car family and I go, oh shit. Right. Like, cause immediately to me, that's a red flag going off. Absolutely. Like, because that means she has no way to do things on her own. Right. It's, it's terrifying. No. And they're very calculating and they know that. Yeah. So. You know, it's a very, they're very smart. Sociopaths are very smart. Very smart. And that's, you know, it, and like I say, we don't, women don't go, or men don't go into these situations going, I'm going to be in an abusive situation. You have no idea that that's what you're walking into. Not any idea. Because again, as you said, they're so charming. Everything's wonderful for the first few months or something. And then it just snaps and starts, you know? Well, and it's interesting because I, you know, recently was dating someone for a couple months and super charming, seemed like a great guy, and then one snap. And it went from most charming guy I'd ever met to, like, I was suddenly being called a fucking bitch. I was being blamed for everything. Wow. I'm vindictive um, because I didn't, I didn't block him on social media. I'm not sure how that's vindictive. But, like, and I saw these things, and it was like a flip. And I went, nope, we're done. We're done. No contact. Done. Not responding to text messages. I'm out. Like, because I knew those signs and I knew those things to walk away from. And I was like, I'm not going to, like, I have watched this too many times to walk down that path. But for the first two months, he was like the greatest guy in the entire world. And then it just snapped. Yeah. But you hear that all the time. time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. How he was the greatest guy in the world. And then all of a sudden. And then what you don't hear enough of are the success stories. True. We the really people, don't. We really don't. And now it used to be they were afraid to talk about it, yeah. the success stories. Now they're much more willing, much more willing to come out well, to different organizations, which I wish different organizations would invite them to come. Yes, I agree. Well, and I think I think women in general have hit a point where we're done. Um and we're done keeping other people's secrets. Um, You acted badly, but for some reason I'm keeping your secret. And I think that women have started realizing like, it's not my secret to keep anymore. Um, Which is, I think why women are now more willing to give their success stories. Um, Because people love to hear. Yes. Well, and if you're in the middle of it yourself and you're living that you want to know that there's a, that way, there's out. a way out. And yes. if we're not talking about those success stories, right. we don't They don't know. know that. Yeah. You think you are stuck in it for stuck life forever. and you can't get out. You know? But then you hear about the, you know, I mean, they were in the worst situations in the world. Worse than, I mean, living in houses with no floorboards and oh. things. And now I'm thinking of some, has her own business, ended up marrying her boss. You know, has another one who has her own business, who's doing so well, and she looks great. And, you know, they just, we need to hear more More of that. that. Yes. Women, men too, need to know that they can get out. They're not not alone. And they're not alone and not just at the organization's events. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I, you know, one of the reasons I do this show is I want to take the issues that we don't talk about 
and talk about them right. because they're fucking important. Absolutely. And you know, whether it is this, whether it is surviving sexual assault, whether it's suicide, whether it's family estrangement, these are all things we don't talk about right. that a lot of people are going through and you feel so alone and that you're the only because one and there's no, to talk about correct. It. And that's why these things need to be talked about. Um, you know, and like you say, the events you hear about it at the event. And I think so many of us, we go to the galas, we go to the fundraisers, we hear the thing, and then we turn around and we go back to our lives. Yes. But these are not issues that just go away at the end of the gala. They ha- they need these women to be talking at all the... Everything. All the, you know, the national organizations. Yes. Like Lions Club, Rotary, yes. Elks, you know, all those. Junior League, all of Junior these Junior League, um, Gainesville Women's Club. Yep. Um, whatever there is a national organization. They need, you know, they, they all have speakers yeah. at all their things. Have a woman have a woman a, come in and talk right. about her experience because because you know there's what? They, at least one woman in that room who is, is going through the exact that. same thing. Yes, and it doesn't matter if she you know is the cleaning lady or she's right. the president of the junior league. It doesn't matter. It can happen to anyone. Right, and you need to know that there is an out that there are things that can help you and that you are worth it. And I think that totally that's what. It. So many of the women and men who are in these situations, you lose your self-worth. Yep. You lose your self-value because it's been beaten out of you physically and metaphorically. Um, and to know that you are worth it, you deserve to have a better life, right. that you deserve happiness and actual love and physical, financial, emotional freedom. Stability. Stability. Like all of this Every single one of us deserves that. Right. And every they just want a little stability. Yes. Yeah. And someone to like them. Yes. Yes. That's all, you know? And support. And support. And Some support. support. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. This to me was a very dear subject. I was, when I realized you were on the board, I was like, oh, thank God I have someone I can call to talk about this subject. Because to me, like I say, I've lived through minor experiences, short, short term experiences, but watching a friend going through this and feeling like I can't help. And you didn't have a life threatening situation, which you could have. Yeah, exactly. But you nipped it. Um, but like this became a very important topic for me watching, living my own life. And I was like, I've got to have this conversation. Who am I going to have it with? So I was so happy to see that you were on the board and that you were willing to come and be my guest yeah, on the show. Would, Thank well, you so much. You. So, yeah, <laughs> I would do anything. Oh, I beyond appreciate you. Yeah. So this is a topic that we're going to need to address again at some point, because I think this is such an important thing to talk about. And it would be fun for you to have a survivor. Here. Yes. Oh my God. I would love to have a survivor. We need to make and that they happen. Would, she would love to, oh, they would love to come. I talk. would love to make that happen. So we need to talk. We okay. need to make this happen. Right. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the thank show you for and talking. Me, Kara. Thank you. It was fabulous. Thank you. All right, you guys, make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, and leave us some feedback and give us some love and let us know what you think. And we will see you again soon. Thanks so much. Bye.